Hey everybody, it's Kevin Collins, the host of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast presented by Cape and Islands Mitsubishi and Cape Codder Boats. Thanks for taking the time to check out our My Fishing Cape Cod podcast here. We sure hope you enjoy the conversation. What you're about to listen to is a snippet of our weekly fishing report podcast published on Friday, August 11th. Now, if you'd like to hear the full podcast in its entirety, head on over to myfishingcapecod.com. If you're a member, you can use your username and login to access this week's podcast in its entirety, as well as all of our past and future podcast content. If you're not yet a member of myfishingcapecod.com, please head on over to the website. Consider signing up for a membership. Give us a try. See if you like the content. If you don't, no problem, no hard feelings. You can feel free to cancel after your first month. So you really have nothing to lose. It's a great value, in my opinion. The membership brings people together here on Cape Cod and provides a wealth of knowledge and information for those looking to start getting fishing as well as our advanced anglers here on Cape, providing them detailed fishing reports and other useful information. In this portion of the weekly podcast, you're going to hear my conversation with Evan Eastman of Eastman Sport and Tackle down in Falmouth. Evan and I are going to discuss stripers, bluefish, the arrival of funny fish. Yes, Benito and Albies have arrived in the waters off Falmouth and in Vineyard Sound. And we'll also go offshore and talk about the bluefin and yellowfin tuna fishery south of Cape Cod. So hope you enjoy my conversation with Evan Eastman of Eastman Sport and Tackle. Next up this week on this edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is our great friend Evan Eastman from down at Eastman Sport and Tackle in beautiful Falmouth, Massachusetts. Evan, how are you this week? I'm doing great, thanks, Kevin. How about yourself? Well, it's awesome to be back home, kind of settling back in from my long journey, getting to do some fishing, and super happy to be taping this podcast with you from home. Let's start off with striped bass, Evan. What are things like down at your neck of the woods in terms of stripers? Yeah, so I have uh, about four to six regular customers who come in a couple times a week or more to grab eels. And um, one gentleman in particular on Saturday, uh, he took a crew out, came in, got about a dozen eels, and they did extremely well, uh, casting them along the Elizabeth in the morning on Saturday and on Sunday. I think the two trips that they did, they got around 20 or so fish, a couple that were over 30 pounds. So, you know, he, him and then a few other of my customers who come in will get eels, fish evenings um, into sundown um, along the Elizabeth and been getting some really nice fish. So not sure if, you know, there's been the, the temperature here in Falmouth definitely been cooler over the last few weeks than the, than the two weeks prior. So, I was trying to think if maybe the cooler weather had, had, had pushed them back around Falmouth because for a little while there, the water temperature was really warm. So, you know, those guys who were, who were Chuck Neal's along the Elizabeth and in Woods Hole have been doing really well. Well, that's great to hear that the Elizabeths are producing, Evan. I know Cuddy Hunk is a, is a huge mecca, right, for a lot of uh, surf casters. will take the ferry down there and then fish Cuddy Hunk, something that Ryan and I used to do when we were younger, these guys that are customers of yours, are they fishing from a boat kind of around the islands? Is that how they're going about it? Yeah, they're fishing from a boat. Um, typically, they're, you know, casting into the rocks. They're mm. all guys who've been doing it for a long time, so they know pretty much exactly where to go. Most of it's on the Vineyard Sound side, but they do go on the Buzzards Bay side as well. It is, it is you know, you really do have to kind of, 
zero in on on where to go. What are, what are the best tides to fish along the Elizabeth? But um, yeah, it has been you know producing pretty well over the last week or so. Well, that's great to hear. And I know last time we spoke, Evan, you had got into a personal best bluefish out in Vineyard Sound. I think you mentioned around Gay Head. Are those bluefish still hanging around? Yeah, I've had a couple of customers over the last couple of days who've come in and, and fished um, the weekend um, and Monday. And those uh, really big fish are, are still hanging around there. It sounds like there's a ton of bait, um, you know, between Nomans and Gay Head and then south of Nomans as well. So seems like those really big 30-plus-inch bluefish have been kind of residents of that area for the last, um, call it, month or so primarily feeding on sand eels but there's some other bait there but yeah that's been you know most productive if you're looking for really large bluefish and so you know i I expect with all the bait around for them to be in that general area for the next couple weeks now evan i spoke to a mfcc member calvin torren sandlin who's a big surf caster uh and very active in the forum as well and he's been seeing a ton of i'll say Small bait, rain bait, uh, you know, setting up here for funny fish season. He thinks it's going to be a very productive season for Albies and Benito. Last time we spoke, you had been out to the Hooter and you had started to get some bones, uh, you know, relatively small ones. What's the report for the funny fish? Yeah, it's actually the best Benito fishing I've seen since 2019. Um, you know, I was the first person I knew or saw on on the internet that had gotten into some Benito and they were small, but sounds like the bigger ones did move in. Um, guys are still throwing them up at the Hooter, but they've actually moved inshore closer to the shore, shores of Falmouth. Um, over the last week and a half or so guys have been getting them, um, sight casting, you know, around the state beach, Oak Bluff to Egertown area. Um, talked to multiple guys who've been getting them in that general area. Um, you know, at the Hooter, I'm, I'm trolling deep divers, but when they're inshore like this, I, I will generally cast the poxy jig. It seems to be the most effective thing, um, either with 15 or 12 pounds fluorocarbon as my leader. So I've also got a bunch of reports about guys, um, getting Benito off the, you know, off of Minot beach, for example. Uh, I talked to a few guys, um, one guy who was drinking coffee on the beach, he said he probably could have got cast into him. And there was six or seven boats who were all chasing them around. So, you know, the Benito, like I said, I really haven't seen the inshore, have them come inshore since 2019. So I'm very, very happy that to get them, you know, without having to go to the Hooter every time. So that's been, that's been really nice. And, uh, you know, definitely as of yesterday, it was the first reports of false albacore being caught around the vineyard, uh, the Cape, and the islands. As far as I'm aware, a gentleman, uh, I guess, got three or so yesterday. And I had a couple people text me saying that they heard of other guys getting them. Um, Not sure exactly where, but it sounds like the first pusher of Albies have shown up as well. And while we're on this topic, Evan, I know just your geographic location down in Falmouth at Eastman's, you know, it kind of puts you in a pretty central location for a lot of guys that target these funny fish down kind of off that side of the Cape. Uh, are you guys all stocked up? What do you have in store uh, for these guys that want to come in and target these fish now that they've arrived? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, I think that, um, you know, for Albies, I use 15-pound fluorocarbon. Typically for Bedino, I size down to 12-pound. 
got plenty of fluorocarbon in stock. I just restocked and my hoagie epoxy jigs. So got those things. Um, I got uh, actually a new thing that I added this year that I'm pretty excited about are these fish lab flutter spoons. They uh, the half ounce one is probably the closest I lure I've ever seen that looks like peanut bunker. Uh, the only thing is that you may need to change out the split rings and hooks for the albies. It's technically a freshwater jig, but it, it's uh, I think it's going to be a really effective lure. Um, and the, the other thing I like to do sometimes, and I'll always carry it with me, is I'll use something like a three-quarter ounce crippled herring, uh, take the hooks off the back, tie about a two-and-a-half-foot floral leader, and then at the end of that I'll put a fly. And there's been times over the last five or six years where, you know, I'm making 60 casts into busting fish with, you know, all the stuff I have in my tackle bag. And then I bring the fly out and I'm able to cast it with my spinning rod, a fly with my spinning rod. And sometimes that's, that cracks the code and uh, sometimes that's the only thing that they'll hit. So um, those are the main things that I carry in my bag and what I have in the shop now. So, yeah, I'm fully stocked. I got, you know, plenty of Albi combos, rods, reels, and, uh, you know, a number of different styles and, and types of jigs as well. So you know, fully stocked and uh, ready to go for Aldi season. And I think you hit the nail on the head, Evan. We talk about this, you know, you and I pretty frequently once we get into funny fish, but sometimes they can be really finicky, whether they're on rain bait or the little peanuts. And, you know, a, a specific setup might work in one area for one angler, but 100 or 200 yards down the beach, it could be a completely different scenario. So I yep. think it's great to, to write, keep an open mind when you're trying to target these fish. Yeah, and I, you know, like I said, it, the, the 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 crippled herring with the fly is something I'll always bring with me, and you know, if, particularly if it's super calm, that's a situation in which I'll break out that, and you know, sometimes, like I said, that that might, that might be the only thing I can hook up on. So, you know, always having something in the bag that you can cast when they're super finicky, and it always is when it's greasy calm. You know, when it's rough out there. Uh, albies are generally relatively easy to to catch. We can get a cast within their range, but you know when it's greasy calm, it is it can be a challenge to hook up with them. So that's a, a little trick that I've that I've had and, and used successfully over the years. And I think before we move on to tuna, which I definitely want to ask you about as well. Uh, it's another PSA reminder too. Now that these fish are here uh, and they're likely going to be within casting range too, at times of the shore fishermen, you'll have the boat guys kind of you know chasing these fish. You'll have guys on 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 shore on land uh, trying to target these fish. You you can have very busy schools of these fish, right? And and you don't want to be driving your boat a million miles an hour right through a feed. No, definitely not. You know. It- Kind of my rule of thumb is that if there are no boats, I'm the only boat out there, and I, you know, I'm seeing some fish. I, I don't, you know, I feel like I can run and gun, so to speak, to a to a degree, you know. But yeah, if there's boats out there, you know, the worst thing that you can do is is run up on schools because you're just going to push them down, and then next thing you know, they're going to be 75, 100, 150 yards away, and then you know, guys who keep trying to do that tend to not be as successful as guys who generally set up on a drift, kind of figure out, you know, which way they're going to be going, anticipate that, and then try to try to get there and make some casts. So, 
like I said, if I, there's been times over the years where it's rough out. I'm the only boat out there. The birds are telling me exactly where to go, and I can run up on them and get cast and, and catch them. But when there's multiple boats, I mean, I generally try not to fish around a ton of boats. I'll, I'll try, you know, I'll, it, unless it's literally the only place that has fish, if there's like 10, 15, 20 boats, I'll just try to go somewhere else to try to find them because a lot of times there's kayak guys in the mix too, which makes makes it a little bit of a challenge to get them from boats. So yeah, I definitely don't run up on fish when there's boats around, but I, I will take some liberties when there is absolutely no one around me. Last thing I want to ask you about, Evan, before I let you go, is the bluefin tuna fishery that has seemingly produced all summer. What are you hearing about that? Yeah, I'll actually start with the elephant really quickly. Um, just hearing some good things about the northwest corner of the dump uh, to north of the dump into Tuna Ridge, that kind of area. Talked to multiple guys who were down there over the last few days jigging up yellowfin. Um, seems like there's a, a ton of them out there. It's primarily a, a jig bite. Um, and then what I've been hearing is the claw has had a ton of that, ton of whales, ton of dolphins, ton of birds, ton of bait, um, and tons of tunas. And there's been some giants mixed in with some smaller ones. It seems like mostly either dropping baits like mackerel down. Um, is is what guys are are hooking up with i've heard that you know guys have hooked into like 95 inch fish and or they've hooked into you know a 45 inch fish so um it seems like the claws has a, a you know a slew of different sizes bluefin but you know over the last three or four days i've talked to multiple guys who've gone down there and, and caught some fish so it seems interesting that a lot of these fish haven't really moved east and it sounds like there's a ton of sand eels, mackerel, and squid, and, and some herring as well um, at the claw that's just keeping these fish um, around there for, for longer than I think historically we've seen. So, um, which, you know, and the good thing about that is it's, it's not a, 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 you know, a, a long ride from at least Falmouth and other parts of the Cape, which is nice. All right, Evan, thanks so much for that awesome action pack report. We covered a lot of ground, much appreciated, and always appreciate your time joining us here on the show, and we look forward to catching up with you at the end of August. All right, thanks, Kevin. I really appreciate it. My thanks to Evan Eastman of Eastman Sport & Tackle for joining us here on the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast presented by Cape and Islands Mitsubishi and Cape Codder Boats. If you'd like to hear more of my conversations with Evan as well as this week's podcast in its entirety, Head on over to MyFishingCapeCod.com. Please use your username and password to access this week's podcast in its entirety. If you're not yet a member, please head on over to MyFishingCapeCod.com. Consider giving a membership a try here. It's a great value, and if you don't like it, it's not for you. You can feel free to cancel after your first month. So really nothing to lose there. But we sure hope you enjoyed this portion of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. And until we chat again, this is your host, Kevin Collins, signing off. Tight lines and take care.